Welcome to the Voice of EMS, where I talk with awesome people and sometimes I even give you my own opinions on what's going on in EMS. And today we're with Tiffany Powell Jordan. Yes. Because that's not confusing. <laughs> I had Tiffany Powell and then Tiffany Jordan. It's a hyphen. She's that powerful. She has yes. to have multiple names. That's right. <laughs> and you are the founder and owner of Pinnacle EMS. I am. Why? This is why I ask everybody who starts EMS service. Why would you be so crazy as to start a private ambulance service? It is very crazy. Um, but it's something that um, I'm very passionate about. I love, I just love healthcare. I love um, seeing a tangible change that I make in not only the patient's lives, but also their families. Um, so it's a very visible, tangible change. And you see the good that you do I every see day. The good, yeah. So why not, why not just serve at a good, EMS service. Well, there are some out there. Well, cause I want to make more money. <laughs> quite honest. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there are great ones out there. Um, I worked at, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Morningstar EMS. Shout out Morningstar EMS. I don't Alex know. Maybe. Williams. Um, but I worked with him. I worked for great EMS. They're non emergency side in the past. Um, so I pulled a lot of great nuggets from those services, but well, let's talk about where you came from. When did you get started in the field? So back, I want to say it was 2012. Um, so a little bit of background. So I used to work in corporate America. I used to do merchant, merchant processing sales. So okay. my job every day, I work for us bank essentially, or their company that they own was called, or is called Elevon. Um, so my job all day, I talk to business owners all day. And a lot of the time I would, I would be like, well, what's the difference between me and them? And the difference was mm. they, they believed in whatever their dreams were. They took a risk and they gave it their all and they landed at least to the point of talking to me. Did you find in, in all of your careers that you'd learn things and people would then turn to you to learn from you about those things? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I think that's the difference between there's people out there that want to be, you know, EMTs, medics, whatever. They always just want to be that level. And that's great. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's, I'm the same way. There's some of us out there that go, no, I learned it. Now I'm bored. I want yeah, to do something else. And you, more. did you ever get, you just get bored and oh, you have yeah. to keep learning? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so that's what it was on my corporate job. It was a great career. Um, my parents and the people, my friends around me were like, you want to do what? So um, after doing that for so long, I felt like I was, um, hitting on my sales goals. I was in sales, hitting on my sales goals, getting all the bonuses. I got the window seat. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, this is boring. And <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I need to embark on something new. And so I saved money. It wasn't enough, but I saved some money. I didn't know anything about ambulance or anything EMS. Um, but I'm like, okay, I need to open up my time and my mind. Okay. So I did that. I didn't, I wasn't married, didn't have any kids. So I, it was an easy calculated risk that I took. And so I taught, um, dance class to kids, um, just freelancing. And so, but during that time I had a friend that knew two guys that opened their own ambulance service and they were firemen. And they did, I think they were in an audit or something like that. And so 
she was like, they, they didn't know how to get through the audit. They didn't know anything about office. They just knew patient care. How to run the tr- right. calls. Right. Yeah. And so I, um, she was like, Hey, like, can you help me out? You know, you know, office stuff. And so <laughs> you I, know, paper's good. I know papers. <laughs> so I did. And, um, it just turned into eventually, you know, I worked part-time for them. Then it turned into, oh, can you work full-time? Then it turned into, oh, can you run our business? And mm-hmm. we go and have fun and we don't want to check in. So that was a blessing because it just... You got paid to learn. Yeah, I did. That and that's, that's exactly killer. what it was. Yeah. I They let me run everything. I could do hiring, hiring firing, um, training. Uh, I would be able to go out and do marketing. Of course, I did all the logistics. Um, disciplining, like, uh, it was just, yeah, I got without having the full, full weight of the liability exactly, and the worry and everything else. Exactly. So, um, now, did they still work on the trucks or is it one of those where oh like, no. Hey, we're good. The we're, company's golden. Yeah. We're going to go play golf basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was exciting though. I like challenge. Um, I love the fact that I wasn't just stuck in a cubicle for eight hours. Um, and then I could see, see tangible change even then just with, you know, I felt like I took ownership in the business cause I felt like it was my baby back then. I didn't have any, that's the best way yeah, to be. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I could see the tangible change. And so my, I have a, a, a healthcare administration background. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is this, this is what I went to school for. And so, <laughs> um, you know, eventually it, it just didn't work out. Um, and I told my parents that I'm like, I want to own a company like that. I know I can do it. I clearly know you, I can do you it. You proved yourself. Right. Yeah. And so, um, time passed. My stepfather is, uh, a retired fire. I don't know what his level was, but he was way up there in Florida. And so, um, he was like, well, we have your back, but you need to go to EMT school. And so I'm like, okay, I, you know, that's fine. Um, because back then I was going to ask about that back then I didn't, I wasn't an EMT, so I could never get on the truck. You know, I would only, um, do what, you know, with, even with QA and reports, I didn't know what I was QAing grammar <laughs> for lack of better terms or QAing the flow of things. But I didn't know really what so they, they didn't even give you a template no. of what needed to be in there. No. So, sure. um, I thought it was, you know, it only makes sense to go to EMT school. Um, and that way I didn't have to rely on anybody else's knowledge to right. me, um, how to do things properly. So went to Grady EMS Academy. Um, you, you lit up with that. You, love, you, you like that school? I love Grady. I had a really awesome instructor. His name is Brett. Hey, Brett Anderson. <laughs> um, he recently was here. He did a, a refresher course for some of my, um, some of my EMTs and my medics. So he's just awesome. He's a very, um, hands on, very real, um, just teacher. He knows how to, he, he's very smart, book smart wise. So he can break it all down, all the stuff. Yeah. He breaks it down well, but he also like, he really, uh, paints a good picture and just lays out like the hands on side. And I'm a hands on learner. And so, um, it was just a really good balance between books and hands-on. We, we started good. with hands-on probably week one. So good. Yeah. 
So um, learned a lot there. And uh, I love um, I love my trauma clinicals. I, I'm like, <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm like, man, if I would have, because back then I thought I was scared of, of blood. I don't know. I don't. You just had that I, thought. Somebody told you you're scared. So yeah, you're scared. All so right. I don't know how I ended up here, but um, so I never. It was never in my mind to do anything clinical. I'm always like, I'm like, I like healthcare, so I'll do the administrative stuff. But now I'm like, man, I should have been a trauma nurse, like <laughs> at grading, because you never. There's never a dull moment, and it's like you just have to be. You have to be ready and on it. And it's less hurting cats, but uh, that's what we do, right? Running companies. Right. It feels like we're hurting cats sometimes. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was trauma nursing and EMS will keep you busy. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I went to EMT school and then I began this process, which was a very long and... Uh, so when did you start the process? Taking process back in... August of 2016, I would say, um, in terms of like paperwork, getting all the paperwork filed with the state, um, finding my first 1997 Ford E450. <laughs> I don't even know how I got through wow. with that. But Duct tape and good luck. Oh, yeah. And a whole lot of wishing and hoping and praying because, mm -hmm. wow. Um, but yeah, I started that process. So I didn't become... Well, I was, I, I got, I think my state license in January, maybe of 2017, but then the Medicare process back then was much longer. So I think it took about six months for Medicare to approve me. Okay. And I didn't want to take the chance of starting prior to, cause I've heard so many horror stories of, you know, you, you think it's going to take three months, but it takes nine mm. and now you have no capital and cause you've been putting out the money to run yes. the calls and they're, they're yeah. not, that will back pay you. But yeah, but, you gotta, if you, yeah. you get your numbers. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I know I don't want to do that. So I just waited. I paid my, my bills, which was back then it was, um, just my truck insurance and my, I think it was my office space. And maybe a couple other small little bills, but whoa, that was a, I don't know how I got through. I don't know how I got through it. But so we became operational, I want to say August, 2017, August right. 4th to be exact. Wow. You know, that's a date to remember. Yes, I remember that date. So For sure. Yeah. So that was a long winded background. But no, that's good. It, it shows a path. I learned, it, it, we always assume. So I came up straight through EMS, like, like the firefighters mm -hmm. that ran the company did. And you think, well, you know, you have, because to get on the truck, you have to be an EMT and then you have to do this. You have to do all this stuff. You think you'd have to be that to own a company, but you don't. You don't. Uh, I learned a few years ago when I was teaching EMT school, we had a guy come in and he really wanted it and he was struggling. He was working hard, but he really wanted it. We could tell he was distracted and stressed. And it turned out he was running an ambulance. Like he started his own non-emergency wow. ambulance company, was running it and then went to EMT school so that he could. he could figure things out and possibly even work on the truck. And it is good, but it was hard. I'm sure. And because doing school at the same time as trying to keep that company going, as you know, and we'll talk about running a company. Yeah. I, don't know how I mean, we both have our phones on silent and I put my watch on silent in the middle <laughs> of all this because I forgot to put my watch on I silent. I forgot to put my watch on right? Because we have, to, we have to be in touch with people. But when you turn it off, it's almost like, hear that? Yeah, it's nothing. I know. It's, it's great. It's they're, great. They're, that yes. moment that nobody needs anything <laughs> from me for a minute. 
Um, it's, it's what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned from you came up through sales and you had to actually, we're going to put a pin in that. Why did you go to school for healthcare administration? <laughs> you want to be a secretary well, at a hospital? I guess. I don't know. I think back then, um, I don't know. I, <laughs> if I'm quite honest, I started out and I'm like, I want to be a physical therapist, but <laughs> I was not, I was a great student in the end, but my freshman year, I just, I was doing everything else, but going to school. And so, um, yeah, I didn't do well in anatomy and physiology. And so mm. I had to choose another track. And so, um, I looked at the job outlook of, I don't know, um, just what I could do with the health admin degree. And there seemed to be a lot of things that I could do. Um, a lot of it was, um, you know, a hospital administrator, which I know I didn't want to go that high up, honestly, but, um, nursing home administrator or just even, um, doctor's office administrator. I like stuff like that. I thought I did back then, but, um, you know, it just had a good job outlook and. So you did your research on what you could make a career at. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. But, but then I graduated, um, in 27 or in 2007. And that's when the economy started taking a um, turn for the worse. There were no jobs. One of the first times, well, in our lifetime, one of the yeah. first times it took a turn for and the worse. So yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't find any, any work. Um, and then I learned much, I mean, I guess with, in that process that, okay, I didn't have any billing coding certification. I didn't know that should have been coupled with a degree because nobody would, they're like, okay, what will, what do you bring to the table? Do you do this? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I just have a bachelor's degree. And I thought that was good enough, but I was a server in college. I would be making way more as a server than I was with the jobs that I were offered to me. <laughs> of um, course, that's the same as working as an EMT. Yeah. So I'm like, no, Sometimes. this isn't it. This yeah. isn't it. And so, um, so, so yeah, I guess I just kind of fell into it, but okay. Hey, here I, it worked out. So what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned coming through that changed you as a person that changed me as a person. Hmm. There's so many, there's so many. Um, but I would say just as it relates to this industry and owning a company, um, that people, I want to say something positive first. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, the positive is that, um, if you treat people good, like EMT wise, your employees, um, they usually, if you scratch their back and you show that, um, you care about them outside of just doing this work basically, um, and running these calls, if you show that you care for them outside of that, like in their personal lives and you know, that you want to see them excel at whatever their other goals are, even if, if it doesn't have anything to do with them working um, here, yeah. um, I think that that goes a long way and they, um, are, they scratch your back too. Um, you mean treating human beings like human beings does some yeah, good in the world? It does. For the I don't understand part. that now, concept. Now, yeah. now for the negative, um, you know, people, they, <laughs> I'm trying to put my words together properly. Um, I see why we need police officers. Um, People need direction. They need rules. You can't assume mm -hmm. that, um, you just can't assume you have to, 
write it all out, make it very clear and plain. You have to be very um, clear and you have to follow through with the things that you say you're going to do in terms of not only um, discipline, but also with rewarding. Um, so people really respond well to rules that are enforced, good and bad. Yeah, it's it's so there's a psycho psychological theory. I don't know where it came from. I mean, it's a real one. I don't remember where I picked it up, but the study was done with preschool kids. Mm -hmm. And if you let them out in the yard with no fence, they stayed right there. They didn't do anything. As soon as you put up the fence, they played, did everything. Uh, and, and I have found personally too, that I expect you to be an adult and you to, I'm giving you all this stuff. I'm providing interest in your life. I'm providing you know, great pay and providing equipment, providing a solid job, a good atmosphere, uh, similar to what you have here with how you care about people and, mm -hmm. and they know they're valued as people. And then to turn around and have somebody just do something really, really dumb. It's like, what? why am I having to tell you as an adult? Yeah. That don't do that. And I don't, that's so, yeah, it's been now I understand, even though I was always that go getter. Now don't get me wrong. I needed to get knocked back in place a bunch of times. I right. got reprimanded more than once. And there was a time in my career where I'd go into my commander's office and just check in every day. <laughs> it's like, if I'm not in your office, I'm not doing my job right. <laughs> right. And they're like, please stop that. Please just <laughs> do the medicine better and the mouth less. And, and, um, <laughs> but it, so I definitely made my own mistakes, but I was always that go getter. I was always like, okay, you tell me this is the rules of the game. I don't figure out how to beat the right, game. Absolutely. And a lot of people like that. I'm and you know what? I'm like, some, I heard something the other day and, um, someone was like, everybody wants to be a boss or in charge or, you know, just an entrepreneur in their own right. But he was like, but they have never showed that they can be a good follower or a good, mm -hmm. you know, employee. And so I would think that for the most part, I've always just been someone that I'm a go-getter. Like I, you tell me one time I make a mistake. Like I want to know what I did wrong. And I, you know, I set out to make sure that I don't yeah, you want that mistake. correction. So you can't right. change if you don't get Absolutely. correction. And I just love learning. I love trying to, um, find a way to make it work better. Um, so I've always been like that. I've always, I'm competitive, like in sales. Um, if I wasn't number one, I better have been number two. Like you, so um, I just have always been like that, but I, I find that a lot of people are not and which is okay. But I, you know, with that, you know, I can't assume that they're going to process things the same way that my mind does. And so I'm just learning even still, like I have to break everything down. I have to have a system and a protocol and a, just everything has to be broken sure. down. You seem like the kind of person who sees the world like I do, where it's like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. We'll figure out how to do this oh, thing. Yeah. And it's about doing. It's yeah. about the actions, about the job. Can I do the job? What was the one of the first things? Because EMS is definitely notorious for, one, being siloed and sheltered and old school. Like, yeah. That's not how we do it. And why? Oh, this yeah. makes sense. We don't, we don't do any social media. Any? <laughs> oh, I mean, no. I get why you don't want your driver out there videoing that. while he's driving, which is against the law. <laughs> right? We didn't have this. This is sort of from another department somewhere else. Mm. But driving while they're, I mean, filming while they're driving, which is against the law, and just caustically going after people. This is why we're always behind on calls. And this, oh. you, I know why you don't want that social media. Right, yeah. But, you know, something. This is a social world. And 
Absolutely. Yeah. So what was, as you came up thinking the way of this makes sense, what was the one thing you, well, not one, but one of, I'm sure one of many things that you slammed your head in the wall and go, wait, what? What? That's a thing? Why? Why? You're saying, okay, rephrase it. So you came up through working for somebody else. Yeah. And learning the EMS industry in the mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. What was one thing, you know, this makes sense. And maybe the firefighters did it or the employees did it or later on. Someone went, no. And you're like, wait, why? Hmm. Why is that even a thing? I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sure there are many. I'm trying to recall. And it's good. So you focus on the positives that you've done in life and you kind of <laughs> let go of the, the, the worst I'm, moments. I'm trying to. I'll give you an example that I came across. I worked at Jasper County EMS many, many years ago. And I lived in Jasper County. Mm-hmm. And they paid really low as a paramedic making 10 bucks an hour. Oh, wow. And it, yeah, it was, it was rough. It, I'd already filed uh, my first bankruptcy. I ended up following two in my career mm-hmm. uh, and went to work for them. And they had two ambulances and two stations. And they had a habit if somebody didn't come in, they just shut a truck down. Oh. And it'd just be the central truck running. And I said, no, I live here and we have to hold a standard of, we got to know who we are, Yes. right? We're not the throwaway EMS. We're not the, well, okay, we were the second job for a lot of people, but not the side hustle, if you will. Right. We're not the side chick. Mm-hmm. We're worth being with right. if you're going to be here. And we just have people like, ah, I'm not coming in today. And they shut down uh, a truck. So- and I finally made a stand and said, no. And I worked broken up. I worked like 70 hours straight. I got a few hours of sleep at home and a shower and came back. Oh. I was like, I'm not letting you shut this truck down. Wow. So that, because this is not a thing. Why the county's paying for two trucks? Right. We get Why two trucks? And two trucks be up all the time. You know. Yeah. I'm trying to. I, I'm recalling a time when I worked for Grady. So I worked in there on the emergency um, dispatch center, and then I, I worked on their wheelchair bands for a time being because they wouldn't let EMTBs. I mean EMTB. They wouldn't let um, basics work on the ambulance back then. They wouldn't, but of course now they do. Um, now they have to. They have to. Um, well, need. I mean, the market needs. Yeah, have absolutely. To. There's no law saying they have to, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Grady also had a lot of um contracts, or you know, they do a lot of calls in South Georgia as well. Mm-hmm. And so they would um have a a Nick. I think this was in Sumter County, maybe Albany area. Um, but they would have. I think they might have had, I could be very wrong, maybe one or two trucks. But when I say yeah, run, sure. they would, so they had a 24 hour crew and then mm-hmm. they probably had like a 12 hour crew that would come in too. But so 24 hour crew, um, usually that's a crew that you kind of like let take a break and then you send them somewhere. Cause they're going to be there all night. Right. Type of deal, yeah. Um, but it was just the demand was so high. So they used to have a lot of 1013 calls come from down there and they would need to come to. I think maybe anchor here or wherever, or they might've had a lot of interfacility transports. Um, they, were they also the 911 they were, service? They were. Wow. That's a tough balance. It, oh, it was horrible. And so when I say they would run them, they would, um, I guess they were only budgeted to have maybe those two trucks. And so they would, um, go all bending to Atlanta. Albany to Atlanta, mm. like but same crew though. That's like a three, three, two, three it's hour like ride, three hour one ride. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be the same crew back to back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, and so I'm like, somebody's gonna get into an accident. 
burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not, you can't expect that. Like, so, but you know, I guess that was something that was kind of, no, this is how we do it. Um, you know, this is kind of the budget for it. And so this is calls me to go out and it's just a corporate thing at that point. You know, even my boss, um, you know, he, he's just following the orders of his upper level. Yeah. So, yep. um, it's a corporate thing. And so I'm just like, gosh, somebody's going to get hurt. And it feels like with anybody, not just Grady, with anybody. And this is why we do want EMS is to connect the top into the bottom. It feels mm-hmm. like there's a huge disconnect it somewhere is. in that middle of yeah. why is this running this way? Why is it doing this way? And, and even on the outside, I mean, those of us, I've been in the field for 23 years. And when I started, Grady was kind of the epitome. You had to be a, um, a medic in the field for two years. Oh, wow. Typically a high call volume service mm-hmm. and they ran double medic trucks. Wow. That was it. And wow. so that was kind of the goal to achieve. And, and it's, it's changed a lot mm-hmm. since 20 Big years time. ago. Big time. Uh, but you know, in the last couple of years, those was on the outside look at Grady go, you go in and you, you promise the world and you deliver this mm-hmm. because you say you'll do it for nothing. And, and, is that really good for the county? Now that's not all. See, that's that disconnect too. I don't know all the ins and outs right, of it, right. but from the outside, right? And that's what we're trying to do with the, the connections. But that I get you. It doesn't make sense. Is that you have to. Something I've been talking about with my company. One of the some of the people are like, man, we want to be the biggest service in Georgia. I'm like, they ask me, what do you want? I said, I want to serve the patients the best I can Period. every day. Yeah. In the clinics yeah. and always grow. I mean, yeah, Absolutely. but I don't have a a goal of growth every year. I have a. Are we growing every month? Are we picking up from what we're losing? Mm-hmm. And are we doing the best job we can? Absolutely. And if we do spread out to even, we're talking about going to mid Georgia mm-hmm. now. If we do that, that has to be run differently. It can't be run from one. I mean, there's always going to be one head, but right. it has to break down. And I got to sit, I was fortunate enough to sit in a, a meeting with Microsoft many years ago when I did AV hustle mm. all the time. They brought their big uh, corporate conference to Atlanta mm-hmm. and I was in the room with the the global managers for wow. so Germany had its own president of Microsoft that answered up and the president I forget his name now but I knew his name then mm-hmm. and I was like that's so and so wow. yeah, and I was yeah. like dude because I play Xbox and all that stuff mm-hmm. like man you're that's a, you're, yeah. you're my hero <laughs> yeah. but I got, they, they were launching the what we know now is the the Surface Pros gotcha. uh, but it's interesting to watch how the president of Microsoft came in. And they ran the world and this room of 30 some odd people had, they were the president of their areas and had so many people wow. underneath them. Like, and that's how you do it because Basically. Germany is going to run different than, and U.S. had three or four mm-hmm. people sectioned out. So Germany's going to work, work different than the three people in the U.S. Right. and different than Mexico or India or wherever else. And that's how you do it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think anything is cookie cutter. Um, just because, I mean, even in middle Georgia, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys will offer the same pay. Maybe not. Um, the pay is different. And like, even in Columbus, I'm hearing, you know, they, I think they might pay their EMTs $12, maybe an hour. Um, and even if you have experience and they might pay their medics, maybe, maybe 16, uh, maybe, I don't know. This is what I'm hearing. I don't know sure. If that's true. But, I mean, that, um, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, um, so even with not that the logistics or anything like that would change per se, right. but just, um, maybe you can, um, run 
fewer calls and make more money or, you know, it just versus. So let me ask you as a business owner, in theory, in general, how do you run your business? <laughs> do you just set a budget and try to run to it? Do you know your cost factors? Oh. How do you determine whether you're going to grow or not? Well, <laughs> well, so I would say I focus in this this is probably, um, this is something I'm still really like learning, but my main focus is quality over quantity. Um, which I know is not necessarily because, you know, we get paid less, like 30% less now than we did when I started back, um, in 2017, that which hurts. is a huge, huge, huge cut. Um, from you're talking about from Medicare. Yeah, yeah. from Medicare. And so, um, so yeah, um, it is, it is a challenge to focus on quality because quality to me equals I'm being on time um, all the time, or that's my goal to be on time all the time. So if, right. if that's my goal to be on time all the time, that means when I'm offered patients that I know truly I could take them, but I know they're going to be late. Maybe the person mm. behind them is going to be late. Yeah. Um, and so I build my company on timeliness. Like that's how I pretty much, well, that's what I'm trying to get to. It's not the, the detailed time on this because you have your values and you're sticking right. to your values and you say no to things that are going to take you away from your values. Correct. That's the same with how I, I run my company is very much of, I know what it costs to run the truck. Right. Uh, I'm the same way. I want to be able to be on time every time right. and give the best service. And I do try to factor in that we don't want to ever say no if we can help it. Right. So can I stop pile savings and have a truck on the ready? You know, can I right. build on those relationships? Can I afford to run two patients on a truck for a little while until we build it right. versus anything else? And always, honestly, my value, your core value, I'm sure you have multiple core values. Mm. Uh, timeliness was one of them. Mm -hmm. Honesty and transparency oh, yeah. is for me. It's like, I will tell my clinic flat out, this oh, is what's yeah. going on. And, and it's it, human to human, yeah. not business to business, no, human to human. Yes, absolutely. So when you talk about pay, well, one, I, I fully believe you need to separate 911 and non-emergency. Oh, yeah. That, that to me has proven to be a losing game. Yeah. Right. I um, haven't even, yeah. It's, it's, I came up through national. It did it. Grady's doing mm -hmm. it. And the theory behind it is, yeah, we can do it for, we can do number one for less because we're going to take these emergency, non-emergency right. transports right. and do the billing on them. And in theory, even with Grady, they might even come to Grady hospital, which even then right. goes more, but it doesn't really play that way. Cause there's a disservice done somewhere. Right. So that's me. You're going to do what you're going to do. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to pay the same because it's not because we're in, you said Sumter County. We're not, I don't know if we're ever going to go there. We're not in Sumter County, but if I come to service hospitals or dialysis clinics in those areas, we, I felt like making the balance across the board is what mattered to I the think, company. Absolutely. I agree with that. That's I'm like, I don't know if you would or not, but, um, so yeah, like how I make my decisions, I'm, I focus on quality. Um, and then of course, like when I'm building, um, on another truck. Worst case scenario, I built my business to where I always have like an operations person on standby. I mean, he's doing other productive things. And I also have all my, um, people in the office basically dispatch whoever, um, their EMTs as well. So if I have to mm -hmm. build, 
Well, guess who's hopping on the truck? Exactly. They're hopping on, and then yeah. I grow from there. So I need to first make sure it's going to stick, make sure it makes sense. Um, and once it does, then I can begin to staff for it. And then. But yeah. you, you were smart. You looked ahead because you, the office is right behind the ca- camera. So when I pointed at the camera, I pointed at her office mm-hmm. right there. You have your office. Mm-hmm. That's where you need to be or work from home or however. Mm-hmm. So you're one of the last people to get on the truck. Right. But you still get on. Oh, yeah. Fairly regularly. Yeah. So. Um, but basically they are my kind of my barrier, um, mm-hmm. between that. But I mean, I don't mind getting on. Sometimes it's a great thing. Cause I get to see at first, I get to talk to my patients, their families, um, you know, just in that setting on the truck setting. Mm-hmm. And then, um, also if there are any barriers or just challenges, um, I'm like, Oh, like sometimes I hear my staff say such and such is you know, heavier or these steps or something that maybe a ramp is kind of becoming um, sure. not as sturdy as it was on um, this giving. And so I hear that, but then, okay, now let me go and do it with them. And I'm like, oh, they weren't lying. <laughs> so I don't mind getting on the truck. And I mean, if it's for growth, I, you know, I'll, I'll absolutely. But that's kind of, I always focus on quality first. Um, I'm always, um, definitely want to grow, but I don't know if you want to go there, but I'm like, go, let's go. I have found now I'm not like a 12 truck truck company. Um, I don't know if I want to be, but I don't know well, if okay. I want to be. See, there you go. That's where I'm going. You, you, I got um, you. Okay. All right. I, I, it's not even a feeling. It is actual, actual factual, um, that I made more money take home for myself mm-hmm. as a two truck company. I'm only a, um, I have six trucks right now. I usually run five on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. TTS is slow. A lot of the clinics in my service right. area yeah, are, be the case across yeah, the board. There, a lot of clinics are not open on Tuesday, Thursday. Um, unless Saturday. it's a bigger city. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I, I only like right now I'm running like three to four maybe. And so, yeah, I made more money. Like so, you did better. You profits-wise, you did better as a two-truck company than a five or six-truck yeah, company. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm so much focused on growth. Um, I'm focused on doing other things outside of the run-of-mill, run-of-the-mill dialysis transports um, that are profitable. So, a lot of times, like in the fall, summer, and well, spring, summer, fall. Um, they're festivals. And so mm-hmm. we make money off festivals and it's exciting for the staff because it's, it's free they, concerts. It's free, it's free and concerts, actually, no, free food. Is they're getting paid to go to so the concert. Free, exactly. That's the best way. Free food. And it's, um, it's just, it's different. And they actually maybe get to use some skills outside of basic, mm-hmm. um, you know, just basic vitals and, you know, Stuff that they probably haven't used since God knows when. So, um, it's just something different and it is profitable. Um, so I'm just trying to open my eyes and open my mind to just things outside of dialysis. I know I don't want to do number one. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Um, but you know, there are other things. So I'm looking to not work harder, but just work smarter. Yeah. So have you gotten any pushback from people in the field to coming up? One of the negatives I've heard coming through 911 and even non-emergency is they're more focused on getting paid or, mm-hmm. 
Well, they're always chasing the almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. And all I've learned to say is like, I'm sorry, did you come to work for free today? <laughs> but, you know, you don't, Man. and just like me, I'm not hiding. We're a private company. We don't get paid. You don't get paid. I say that in the interviews when I get to hire somebody. Have you had any pushback from people, self-righteous kind of pushback of, well, yeah, go to the people. You, you focus too much on money. Ha, <laughs> 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 Well, those people don't work here anymore, but, um, I mean, I try to seek understanding first. I don't ever want to, um, be too, you know, out of the loop. Um, but I try to keep my chucks. Like, cause I basically, I've done everything that they've done. This is the other part. Like, okay, when I started the business, guess who was in the office? Guess who was on the truck? Guess who was, you know, doing mm-hmm. marketing? I, I, I've done it all. So it's like, I know what is too much on the truck. I know what's too little. Like, I just, I, I feel like I have a good pulse on, um, the realities of each role that is sure. um, done. So, I usually like a good place. I like to be per, um, like call volume wise per truck is around seven. Seven runs. Seven runs, which honestly is really low. Honestly, like on a 12 hour you mm-hmm. shift, I could do 10 really. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that seven is fair. Now we do maybe sometimes throw in some doctor's appointments, but I'm always looking to make sure it's balanced. I don't want to have a crew that's coming in at eight and they're only working, um, maybe 10 hours doing more work than the crew that's been here since four mm-hmm. and that's working 12. So I try to keep all that stuff in mind, but at the end of the day, uh, we are here to make money because, you know, I don't get grants. I don't get the things that, uh, Grady make it or, you know, so we have to, I, I, I try to remind them of, that, but honestly, I don't, I, I, I think my staff knows that I'm, I don't want to burn them out. I, um, my goal is to make money and for them to make money and it to be a good. It's just like people are afraid to say no, right? You're going to tell somebody if they work too much time, it's not because of the overtime you don't want to pay. It's like, no, I'm caring about you. I don't want you to burn out. Yeah. So no, you can't have that shift. No. Like, Pe- yeah. Some people are, um, it's funny though. Some of those same people. Um, they want to work, come to work, but they don't want to work at work. So I'm yeah, just like, yeah. okay, so well, you asked for the fifth day. Well, hello, like there's work to be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear that you're tired. I mean, I, yeah. I'll take it into consideration, but sure. no, like we, I definitely, um, but I try to keep in mind, like, you know, different things. Um, and again, I, I, I know that I feel like that's a, I don't want to say a drawback that I have, but I am very, I sometimes focus on, um, them too much versus, yeah, I've been there, you know? And so I'm really trying to, um, both the positive and the negative, right? Yeah, focus yeah, yeah. too much on what them also getting a little too angry over the little things, okay. expecting too much of them because you're angry with yeah. them. Yeah. I've been there. So, yeah. um, trying to find a good balance, but a lot of that is, it comes down to, you know, you want people to work for you that take ownership in, you know, your values and your mission. Um, and so generally like that's where it comes from. Like if somebody is just here to get paid, they're usually ones that don't want to work. Yeah. They want to come to work and yeah. go to sleep or, you know, so 
I just kind of tried yeah. to eliminate those people from the equation. And then, I mean, we, you know, if we work, um, if you're doing how many runs, well, if maybe you're doing nine runs today. Okay. Well, you'll have lunch. I'll pay for your lunch. Like I do stuff like that, which yeah. maybe, you know, so I try to, like I said, I just try to keep I have a hard time. I have a really hard time finding that line because I mean, in your example, it's not that they ran the regular shifts. It's they're doing some extra and somebody's asking me for extra and I, I, I pay them well enough, I think. Oh yeah. And we provide them with the top gear and everything else. Where's that line? <laughs> it's like, where's the balance is, you know, we had an issue with our company trying to find somebody to work. We went down the whole list mm -hmm. and the manager who was doing it didn't tell anybody she was going to do this. She told me, but it's like, now I've got a, a little bonus gift card forever oh. says yes. And cool. we didn't put it out front because that's the whole idea. We want you to step up because the reality Absolutely. is it's here mm -hmm. and we're providing for you. So I do get, I do get a little mad when somebody said, what's in it for me? My oh, instant no. pushback is like, you get paid. You're not in the unemployment line. I mean, <laughs> right. I never want to be that way because you're not. My whole statement is I've been in that position where somebody told me you're lucky to have a job. I went, no, I'm not. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I was active paramedic then. I left the truck, was in an office, but I wore my boots. I rode a motorcycle. So I was like, no, I got my paramedic boots on. Right. I'll walk out and get on the truck today. I'm not fortunate. And that's you're not fortunate to have right. me either. It's a balance. It is. And so just treating people like they're people. Really? I mean, I think that's the. I always seek to understand. Like, I think that's a good place to start. Um, so I have conversation all the time. I'm asking questions. Um, I don't assume, um, cause I want to know what, where they're coming from, what their challenges are. Um, and maybe there are things that they could, I mean, cause I'm always like, okay, hey, this is your complaint or your pushback. What's your solution? What's the solution that you? think would help because um, it's all about solutions and creativity and yeah. finding something that fits and that works. And so, um, so I'm always open to changing things around or, you know, just finding a better way essentially. But, um, you know, it's, it's ever evolving. It's ever changing. Yeah. Um, so what might work pre COVID, it definitely doesn't work now. So, I don't know. The line is just for me. Um, of course I'm always, I'm going to be profitable. Like I'm not going to have a crew just sit. Yeah. So yeah. that's, you know, I'm definitely going to be profitable, but at the same time, like I want to make sure, uh, I'm fully understanding whatever it is that they are. The needs of being yeah. mm -hmm. And that's, that's the weird balance. And before I get us off topic, I keep wanting to ask a question. I keep, this is a great conversation. Why should people, anybody come work for Pinnacle EMS? Well, um, we invest in them as people. Um, well, I guess for starters with the basics, um, I mean, we have, we take care of our units. Um, we take care of our equipment. We, um, have fun together. So it's not just all work. We like to play together prior to COVID. We would do like escape rooms. We would do, nice. um, going to do, what is it? Top golf. We would just have fun together. Um, but now with COVID things are a little different. Um, yeah. but I want them to know that, um, I invest in them as a human. Like I want to know in the interview, 
what are your goals? Like if, the, if it doesn't have right. anything to do with pinnacle, I'm okay with that. I'm just happy that you have goals and you know, yeah, you yeah, know, somewhere you want to go. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I really, and even if, you know, the, it's, it's blurred right now. Like I try to make it clear for them. Um, because I once, and I, I mean, I still have my own goals outside of pinnacle that I'm setting out to do as well. So I just want people to not get complacent and, um, I want them to go after what their dreams are. I have several people and they so, I love it. Um, my dispatcher right now, she is building out a food truck by herself, mm. like very hands-on. Um, that's one of her dreams. So I'm pushing her to do that. My sure. old dispatcher, she was in school to become a massage therapist. Um, and we still keep in contact. I'm encouraging her like, Hey, you need to file your LLC. You need to, you know, I'm, coaching. Yes. And yeah. So, um, and then I have plenty of other people, my operations person, he's into tactical training and stuff like that. So he has a goal one day to kind of embark on, um, his own kind of like guns training and, you know, other things like that. He's awesome. Um, and I mean, there are many other stories. I have someone that's, you know, um, writing a thesis to, cause she's, I think she's in on track to become a doctor of psychology. Um, there's just so many, so many things. So I, I just want to see people flourish and grow and just not, cause I, I feel oftentimes you begin to hate work. Yeah. And you, you know, you yeah. don't have anything else that you're um, reaching towards. And so mm -hmm. I just always want to remind people like, Hey, like, I know you have a life outside of work. What is it that you want to do? Maybe it's yeah. they want to buy a house or I just want them to set right. their goals and get there. And if I can help them get there, I'll help them get there as well. Yeah. You don't have to be a, you know, an entrepreneur or somebody that's trying to start their own business. I had a job that wasn't going to go anywhere for me because I didn't want to be the owner of that company, mm -hmm. which is ultimately, I mean, if you think about it in any company, where are your steps? Where your, what's your path to, right. to betterment? But what I realized is it paid really well mm -hmm. and it, the hours were super easy and I became a rock star like that, yep. which meant I worked 10 hour shifts, but I got my work done in six, wow. which afforded me four hours to really start building my digital media empire right. is what I call right. it and, and, mm -hmm. and work. And it allowed me to pay my bills and it allowed me to take my wife on a vacation. Right. It allowed me. So I found that balance in my mind of, well, I'm not going to go up. So but, let me go out yeah. and appreciate what exactly. I have now. And I try to do the same, but we've got, uh, I'm thinking of a young lady we have right now who wants to be a PA. Yes. And I'm like, I love hearing that. Love one, it. you're going to, you're going to strive to do better. But two means I got you for a couple of oh, years, yeah. <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> yes. but that, cause she's a great employee. So, you know, I like hearing that. But, um, even if uh, we're placeholders for some people. Oh yeah. Right. I, I've got totally EMT students that are going to be finishing up in December with a, and I tell everybody as soon as they start a, as soon as you get it, I'm going to put you part-time out the door Absolutely. because you didn't spend that time. Cause any other, I mean, I could, I could be like, man, I'll give you a raise. Whatever I need to keep you. But it's like, no, you didn't spend that time and money in your so, life so to not use yeah. your skills. Absolutely. So we don't even do festivals right now. Somebody coming for a festival. I'm like, yeah, it's not on my radar. I'm balancing. Right. We're running tight. Right. I'm balancing everything right now. So I don't have an opportunity mm -hmm. for them to use their skills somewhere mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. um, Sorry. Right, uh, we're going to run not long, but I like to keep it no. respectful of time. Okay. Uh, okay, so I got one more question, then we'll go to the last four. Mm -hmm. 
I always ask the same questions so far on, on these uh, interviews. But you talked about coming up through all the different things. The first time you had to fire somebody, <laughs> how did that go for oh. you and what did you learn from it? Well, it's never a fun thing to do. Um, but how did it go for me? Like building up to it. <laughs> did you waffle waffle? Did you give them too many chances? I did. did you? Okay. I usually... So um, I, I, I did the same thing. So I kind of figured that might be where you came from. Because it's very... Um, I mean, you get the red flag almost. Yeah, people the tell you who they week. are. Yeah, yes. they really do. Sometimes in an interview, like... Sometimes, like... I mean, it's very clear. It's in your face. But I think it... it I'll say that... Um, it, it, it all, not that it all falls back on me, but most of the people that I've had to let go, I saw it early on. And I should have mm. just within that 90 day period. Right. It's so tough to not trust yourself. Yeah. But now, I mean, so that's what I've learned. Like, trust my gut. If someone, and don't hire out of desperation, do not hire out of desperation. There's the quote for the show right do there. Do not hire out of desperation. Ugh. Um, but so, yeah, it was, you know, difficult cause I, you know, this person in particular, um, I like them as a person. I still mm. talk to them. Um, but they were being, um, very, I can't even find a good word, but they weren't um, the right fit. They were not, they were just doing things that were, um, jeopardizing my image, um, jeopardizing just, just, it was just bad. And so, um, it got me cut from, I used to do, I, I thank God, um, we're back doing calls for cancer treatment center. But so this was way back when I first got started, we were doing a lot of calls, um, for them. And those calls would normally be like, um, same day cash pain patients, mm. um, okay. which was awesome back then. I mean, it's awesome now, but you don't have to wait the two weeks for Medicare mm -hmm. to pay. Um, so I would rely on that a lot back then. And so, um, I got a call from the head of security or whoever it was. And they were like, this person is trash. They were like wow. at this, this particular person just because of the way that they were carrying on just bad all the way around customer service. So, um, and not to get into details, but you're, so, I'm assuming you're talking about, how they talk to the patient, how they talk to their partner with people around, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, just not using how appropriate language or body, you know, on, attitude on or phone. Yeah. I mean, it was just bad all, all the way around. And, um, so the person was, um, very apologetic, but I'm just like, you know, I have to let you go. And, um, it was understood. It wasn't, you know, I mean, it was very clear of why. Um, but it, you know, it hurt my feelings a little bit. Yeah. But it's just a part of, I mean, running a business. My image, my reputation, all that stuff is how I make money for my family. So I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I don't care about hurting feelings. Like if it comes down to now I don't have a, a partnership with this hospital anymore that was putting food on my table. Yeah. Have a great life. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was hard, but it was necessary. And so that's usually... And were you seeing the red flags coming up? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. And I, I didn't um, address it with force. I would mention it. I would bring it up. would talk about it. 
but it wasn't um, with force and it wasn't with you're not going to have a job tomorrow if you keep it up type deal. So, yeah. um, but the, the way that it played out was, um, well, how it played out, it just, it, it allowed for me to basically immediately be able to fire that person without having a whole long yeah. paper trail per se. Yeah, I gotcha. And that's, and it's Georgia. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the right to hire, right, right to yeah. fire, but that's, it's never a good, good position. Yeah, it's not. And it, it, I always like to admit my own mistakes and I, I talk about it probably mm-hmm. too much, but it does sound like you, know, you, you learned that your mistake there was you saw it. You didn't address it Absolutely. earlier. And I was there thinking about the situation I have with an employee right now. Like, how can I fix the attitude problem? How can I fix every time I, I see something from this person, I get angry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I try to say, I don't care, but that's not true. If I didn't no. care, I wouldn't get angry. Like yeah. I'm going to either they'll do their job. They won't, right. run but I get angry. So I care. So Everything is, is a lesson. Everything is. is inspirational. It and is. It's, it's not easy. And that's what some employees, I know I didn't. The first time I got, the first time I got fired, it's just, a, I'm not going to tell the story right now, but it's such a dumb, long story. I was such a dumb 18 year old. <laughs> and I mean, it was that situation mm-hmm. of, now you jeopardize the company and Absolutely. the image and they can sue us. So Absolutely. have a nice life, man. Yeah. And I was mad and I blamed them. And, and I even told myself stories about, well, no, they did it because the lawyer said that. That wasn't no, true. Yeah. It's my behavior. Yeah, and later I, I figured that and, out. You know, and I think that, like I said, I still talk to this person in particular. They're so much better now. Like, you know, not necessarily because I fired them, but I think they actually right. did learn a lesson. They needed that yeah, change. That experience. Yeah. And even yeah. like, you know, I think it, a lot of it just comes down to, are they even in the right field? A lot of like, maybe this person in particular, maybe this is just not something that is a good fit for them. Maybe... Mm-hmm. You know, they need to embark on their own self discovery of what it is that they want to do and be and what's their yeah. next step in life. Maybe because a lot of times it just boils down to they're just not happy at work. It's not your job to make them happy. Right. But, you know, it makes life easier. If it you does. Can. It does. And if you can't, then there's the problem. Then I definitely have her back uh, we're, <laughs> with more time. This was introductory. What about where you came from? But I wanted that topic of right place, wrong time, mm, ooh. you know, and that idea in careers and how we do Man. that. Uh, it's, we could talk for, we should cut and just talk for another hour after we move on the next that's, one. Man, that's a, um, that's a good one. It's, it's yeah, so much, but the last four, I like to do this with everybody. What do you love about EMS? Um, I would have to go back to the tangible, visible change. Um, Give me a good story on that. Um, well, so, I mean, there are plenty, but, um, a patient in particular, um, he's passed away. He just recently passed away, but his wife, um, they came to us basically kind of, well, I mean, for most of our patients that, I'm speaking of a dialysis patient, um, usually hits them out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they were already on dialysis and now maybe they had a stroke and now they need stretcher. Yeah. But usually whatever that, whenever that time comes, it changes everybody's life around them as well. And so, um, this patient's wife who was so sweet, I think they were married for probably like 50 plus years. Um, she was so stressed out. And she's like, oh my God, he has this appointment. He has this, he has that, you know, he has 
paint, like just so many appointments. And she was so overwhelmed. She would cry sure. on the phone. Every time I talked to her, she would cry. Um, and by the time we were able to, you know, hang up, she would just be like, Oh my gosh, you know, thank you so much. Cause my job also is relieving stress from family members. I'm finding that that's another thing. Um, just, I mean, from a, from an owner side, mm-hmm. um, that's something that I take pride in. So, um, I, I love being able to, you know, find a problem, find a problem, fix a problem R- regarding, um, just their stress issue that the family now has now, you know, he needs a hospital bed. He needs, um, you know, I mean, many thousands of things. Um, they might need a nurse now. They, you know, it's just all mm-hmm. these things are thrown at them. They don't know what to do. And so oftentimes, even with my, um, existing patients, maybe something new has happened. Who are they calling? They're calling me. They're not, they don't want to know or hear about what the case manager said at the hospital. They're like, what should we do? And so I'm learning that I need to become more resourceful, have more people mm. in my Rolodex, um, and companies that are, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, that's what I like from my, where I sit right now, um, with it, like just being able to impact um, a positive change, at least for the moment. Now it's sad because generally, like I know this is, I won't say the end of their life, but usually by the time they get to me, they're not going to be here much longer, unfortunately. So I really get to talk to their families about, you know, just making sure you spend quality time. Um, and you know, a lot of times it's coaching and coaching them through, okay, my daddy is in the hospital. Can you come here and sit with me? And like just coaching them through, okay, he's about to pass away. Sometimes the family cannot see it, even though it's very, it's really clear. Um, It's something they don't want to accept. And so just kind of being a person that they trust already um, and just helping them to, um, for lack of better terms, like let go of what they can't control anymore. Um, and so that part is rewarding for me. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> In your career through EMS so far, what's a change you've seen that mm-hmm. needed to happen and, and was possible, probably a long time coming? A change that, I, well, in Georgia, I'll say, so back when I got started, um, we would have to have a, a basic, well, we can have two basics on the truck. It's true. That is true. And so, um, we all know that there's an EMS shortage definitely here in Atlanta. <sighs> Everywhere. Right? Um, and it, you know, there are 10,000 bazillion trillion private services. So people, um, that's a whole nother story, but <laughs> so, um, it, it was such a relief. Being able to put two bees on the truck, that was a change that needed to happen just to um, answer the needs of, I mean, the community, really. Yeah. Um, there was no real, especially in a non-emergency world. I'm like, why do... Yeah, so, that's what we're all saying. Yeah. Is, is this is 99... Actually, no, I say 100% of the time with dialysis, it's basic EMS. It is. It is vital signs, and that's it. Yep. I mean, we do more, but it's what happens to the code? CPR yeah. compressions are the number one Absolutely. thing with, with code. So yeah. that's basic all, tell, all right? day exactly. long. You know, that's so basic civilians do it. Right. You know, exactly. Exactly. So, 
Yeah, that was that was a much needed change. Yeah, and I'm very excited about the um, EMR. Like, yes, oh my gosh, super excited. Um, so those are definite, real, excellent changes that have happened in our coming. So, what's something you're struggling with that you know, that you want to overcome or that you need to solve? Everybody says shortages. You don't get to do that. I'm not going to say that because that's an obvious, <laughs> yeah, complete. Because it is. Everybody's struggling with with lack of people. Um, I would say this is a personal. Well, I guess you're asking me, so it is personal. But um, systems um, and protocols. Okay. I have them. My company runs above surface very well. You know, um, but again, like. People need um, precise direction of how to do a precise task. Um, for the most part, I would like to be able to, if I hire somebody new for a dispatching role, they should be able to open a book and be able to get to work. I mean, of course, they would need training, sure, but you know, it should be that clear, and it's not right now. And so, what? that does to me is make my life more stressful because now, um, you know, I get calls for things that I shouldn't get calls for. Um, no shade to my office people or to <laughs> anybody that works for me. It all, it, it, it's my fault. And so I need to have a better, um, not necessarily training, but yeah, I guess training for each role. Um, and so I'm, I'm building that out now. It's so exciting because I love stuff like this. Um, but literally like someone, I went, I took this course recently and they said that, um, they were told they were given a task to, um, be told or tell someone how to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich and nobody could do it because they weren't able to give direction. Well, yeah. Um, okay. They were, I think they were like, okay, put the peanut butter on the bread. And so the person put the jar of oh, peanut butter on the bread. So, um, it's just, you know, something that I just think would make my life better as an owner. Um, and it would make my business run a little bit more smoothly. And that's, yeah, now with you, I, I always forget who the motivational speaker was that said it, but they said, if you're not getting the results you want with how you communicate, you got to change the way you communicate. Absolutely. Which, feels kind of intuitive to, to what we do, which is this makes sense to me. Right. I told you to go do it, go do it. And it's, mm -mm. it's, it's not it's that not way. Yeah. yeah, it's not. And so every time I find myself getting upset, I'm like, but Tiffany, you weren't, your, your directions were not explicit. Like they were not, Yeah. you understand what you're expecting, but maybe. And so every time I kind of, again, um, self-assess is always it falls back on me i mean it does but you say you love that you love uh, realizing that and then making oh, the yeah, systems absolutely so i'm like knee deep in it right now man i need you on my team <laughs> I, need, I, see, I love being the visionary i love going man we're gonna do him being the inspiration guy see my partner brian he's he knows the business he's building mm -hmm. from the ground up he's got the money he's, he's done all the entrepreneur stuff and he has vision but i love being that where we work together is I take it, I get his vision and then I communicate it mm -hmm. so well. And it was like, I love being the inspirational guy. I need that person that's like, and here's this step that by step, how you get to the vision. Right. So, you know, 
Maybe he'll offer you $10 million for coming in. <laughs> I'll over. take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so at the end of the day, well, this is the voice of EMS. This is the media outlet of one EMS. Well, one EMS is mission. Our mission is to to unify everybody, to bring us together mm-hmm. from the boots on the ground to the senators oh, at yeah. the top of, of Georgia and beyond mm-hmm. and everything in between and find those disconnects, stop complaining about them and connect them Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And so we're, awesome. we're doing it by one platform, one EMS, one voice. With that being said, what's something that one EMS could help bring to light for you that would make your life better? Hmm, good question. Um, I hate to say this. I will not say it. Let me find something else. Um, well, I will, I can kind of speak on it. Um, there are a lot of companies in Georgia, in Atlanta, um, that are, you know, everybody thinks they want to start a non-emergency ambulance service. Um, in our state, directors they do a great job of getting us all you know checked off and all these things but i feel um that the quality of the agencies that are you know just out there coming out yeah Yeah. they um bring the quality of the non-emergency dialysis sector way down um so not necessarily for Pinnacle, what I would say, just for us mm-hmm. private agency owners that focus primarily on dialysis, it would just be awesome um, if it could, I mean, this has nothing to do with the state per se. I mean, it kind of does, but um, I mean, I see people in pajamas getting out of ambulances. I'm so <laughs> I see people in pajamas. Um, I've seen, Mm. um, I've seen companies with no one in the back, just somebody in the front, just one, um, which is against regulations. Absolutely. Um, that's probably regulations. You have to be caught. Right. And I'm not the whistle blowing type per se. Um, and I don't know. I don't even know how that would change person. I mean, outside of whistleblowing, but, um, I just, my hope would be that um, we can all be held to a very high standard of what we should be able to provide to our staff, even let alone our patients in our community. But a lot of people that I've hired in the past, they're like, Oh my gosh, like you have equipment that works your trucks. They don't have lights on in the dash. Like it's crazy. The stuff that they, I'm like, what? Like, and I know like I've come from, my 1997 Ford, like, so, but even back then, like I was on my maintenance as much as I could be. Right. Um, but like a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, I would say other services in our area, just, they don't have that same, um, standard that they strive to meet. And so it, it just brings the whole sector way down and it's, it's embarrassing sometimes and it's not even, I mean, it has yeah, nothing not, to do, yeah. right, but it's just But at a certain point, all ambulances are the one ambulance. Absolutely. You know, they just see lights, they see the truck, and like, well, this would, oh man. The, it's not yeah, an it's, company in there. Yeah. yeah. So. That's why I have these conversations is the more we can put stuff out, because that's one of the goals of one EMS is 
is to shine a light on when things are wrong, but also here, here's how we can help you fix right, it. Right. And, and because at the end of the day, it's not just about the regulations because we can't just look at one person. I think it's been a problem with EMS personally mm. as we go, well, the state's not doing enough. No. Okay. What would you, and actually I, I got called out in a state meeting here recently about the EMR program because somebody's going to that's going to be, and I was like, so what's your solution? Right. And the moderator privately was like, hey, you don't be antagonistic. I'm like, no, Asking questions like is what question. I do. Right. Secondly, I'm not trying to start a problem, and I will respect your wishes because this is your meeting, mm -hmm. but that's BS, man. It is. He's running his mouth angrily, shaking his fist. But I'll ask him what he would do differently. Absolutely. That's, that's it. That's a very... Um, but that's the problem is we look at one place. Well, it's not... Yes, the state has to do a lot of stuff, and the OEMS, has to, Office of EMS has to do a lot of stuff, but it comes down to the end of the day... It does. When we get on a truck... Whether we're in a company or not, when we get on a truck, what we do that day matters. And to some people, it doesn't. And that's where right. I'd like to try to Absolutely. change that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I just want to talk to you. So, but I got to wrap it. I got to stop. <laughs> we're going to have her back. We're going to have Tiffany back yeah, on. We're yeah, talking about I a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, one day I'll hit the lottery and just buy you out and then you come work <laughs> on my team. It'd be awesome. Uh, by the end of the day, we are one EMS.